welcome to Age of Minority, a podcast for youth about the gospel. I'm your host, Jaquel, here with my co-host, pastor, and dad, Sean. Hey, girl. Hey, dad. What's up? <laughs> Lots. What's up? You know, Lots? Life, life is busy. I'm busy. busy. I'm busy. Always busy. Yeah, you got a lot going on right now. Yeah, my it's life, true. My life is kind of settling down a little bit. Yeah. Um, now that that house is sold and out exactly. of the way. But, um... And it's going to settle down a lot more. We'll talk about uh, next week. We'll go on a little vacay. Yeah. Well, more like a staycay. Yeah. No, not going anywhere. Still going to be around and all that sort of thing, but yeah. not going to be working on sermons and things and of that nature. So, yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. We'll talk about that okay, some other some time. Other time. Yeah. But not now. That's, not now. That's a long way away from now. So Ages. what are all the... Obviously, you got a baby coming. I have a baby coming. Okay. And, and baby's causing you some... <laughs> Some aches and pains, if we yeah. can put it that way. Yeah. So you got that going on. You got the, well, you got the house that we're building together. Yes, yes that's, that's like right. And the trailer. Exciting. And the tra- see, that's kind of more the, the focus right now. <sighs> trailer, but, but really, you got both going on, don't you? Yeah. Right? Yep. Because Joe's doing stuff as far as the house, but the yeah. stuff for the house is also for exactly. the trailer. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we're got, getting a septic system yeah, put in. Which is good. Well. That's good. Yep. And, and I'm really happy to hear that the septic is going on your side. Yes. So, you wonderful. know, we don't want that on our side. So, Wonderful. <laughs> like you guys deal what with that well you guys are the ones with all the babies so you know yep. i mean we're just two two adults so well like i There's told that. you joe bought the first doorknobs for the trailer no, so that, that's, that's exciting i was gonna say that's exciting see i wouldn't think it was ex- exciting except that they're black oh. which it's man the trailer yeah, is you, gonna be cool yeah you like that kind of stuff i you, do you like the blacks and grays but blacks you're, and, and grays and whites you're, you're all about that yeah mm, i'm I, more I about the white colors well. these days yeah. So you got that, like what? So no, I mean that's not, not no big deals. What else you got going? Well, on? I you know launched a whole new work thing in September, and yeah. that's been quite that, busy, busy huh? quite busy. busy. Yeah. But it's just going to, good. It's going very well. Yep, it's to the author conservatory. Did, did um, I hear that you guys have merch now for the Young Writers Workshop? Yeah, we do. Is it like cool merch? Is this something that I would actually wear? I mean, you can look for yourself by going to theyoungwriter.com. Oh, um, plug, but, plug, plug. <laughs> well, actually, what's funny is I get absolutely no money from it whatsoever. Oh, so it's not um, a plug. It's not a plug, well, but, it is a but plug. it is free marketing for me. It's just so. Not a, oh, okay. There you go. I don't know. You can go check it out. We have a couple different designers who have designed some stuff. So you got you got busy at, at work, busy at home, busy at busy your at new home house, busy at church. Is church busy? Church is not, not so busy. Really? Well, church is going good. No, yeah. I just gotta keep up with all my uh, my pregnant club there. Yeah. All the other women who are pregnant. I know, right? We got we had six, and then one of them left. Now we got five. Yeah, but I still That's know. Still pretty good. I know nine women who are pregnant right now. Really? Yeah, and I have a friend who knows fourteen. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. I I mean, I I don't know if I would have ever imagined that. Like a church of. 70 uh, we got to be around 70 now adults yeah well no total i mean oh total like on a sunday we're probably 75 yeah i would, I would say. say including kids we're yeah. we're probably 70 70 70 75 probably 70 75 and five women are pregnant that's yeah. pretty impressive and you also have to understand how many children are at our church <laughs> yeah, like there are true. so many kids it's true well we're we're at least one-third children yeah uh, of those oh, 75 at least, least one-third are children and like young children the oldest the oldest kids we have well is the oldest lydia 12 no well it would be the oldest metacraft oh boy. okay yeah of so course 15. of course yeah exactly yeah so we got a few but most of them are 12 and under yeah yeah so lots of fun going on yeah, church. lots of lots of babies lots of babies ever i mean what's funny is we already have lots of babies now we're yeah. gonna have even more babies although not no not like baby young, babies we just got willis two babies. babies they're young young babies yeah. 
So anyway, well, anyway, so lots going on lots with you. Lots going on with me and not much going on with you. But well, there is something it's, going yes, on with it, me. Dad, you're it, supposed it's, to let it's, me ask. It, 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 it's a drastic thing is going on in my I life. Was <laughs> I was instructed. I was instructed via text to yeah. ask you about a change you have made in your cooking no, on no, the no, podcast. No, I, I think the way I put it was it, it was a drastic change. A dr- sorry. <clears throat> Dad, what is the drastic change you have made in your cooking recently? Well, okay, so here, here it is. Let me give you some of the back, the backstory. Because of course there is a backstory. Okay, of course there's a backstory. Like, let me ask you. Well, let me ask you this question. I don't know if I've ever noticed. What kind of pans do you have? I'm, and by by that I mean like what kind of material are they made of? I don't care what yeah. brand they are. No, I understand what you're asking. Well, you never really know. Not everybody's the culinary expert that I am. I mean, I think the ones I have, I have not invested too much in pans. Uh, so I think the, like we just have a set we got from our wedding, and I think they're just nonstick. Okay. So so there's a number of different kinds of pans, right? And, yeah. And, and I don't know if you know, but when it comes to nonstick pans, they're all great because they don't stick. But they're very finicky. And you have to be very careful with how you cook them. They're not very, um, what's the word? Uh, I can't think durable? of the word. They're not, yeah, maybe maybe durable is the word. They're, they're just very picky about how you use them. And so what I did yesterday is I bought two new pans mm-hmm. and I made the switch. Are you ready? I think so. Are you ready? I bought stainless steel pans. Oh my. Okay. So I do have I do have a couple stainless steel pots that I kind of rarely use because I'm a little bit nervous about them. Why? Well, I don't know. I'm just like afraid I'm going to burn stuff onto the bottom of them and it's going to be hard to clean. I don't know. Okay. So here's the thing about stainless steel is that they're much more durable. And in fact, there is a way to keep them nonstick. You just have to make sure you put some fat in them, which is what they say about nonstick pans as well. You just put some oil in them. And and now there there are some things about them, but here's the thing. Last night, I used used the stainless steel for the first time. Mm -hmm. I've never used stainless steel in all my years. Wow. I used a stainless steel pan, and I discovered something that you can get that you cannot get from nonstick. Okay. You can get stick, okay. And oh. now let me let me explain. Okay. When I when I cooked ground beef, you get this nice caramelized, crispy stuff on oh. the bottom that you can't get at nonstick right, right, because the I stuff see. doesn't stick. Mm. And so that cr- those crumbly bits at the bottom made that ground beef like mwah, bellissimo, so good. Well, it's interesting now that I think about my experience of watching food shows, right. cooking shows. Man, they're always using the stainless steel. Almost, almost always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there are some. Like, if you look at if you're if they're cooking breakfast, lots of times they'll use nonstick, but mostly it's stainless steel. Yeah, which and, that makes sense for breakfast. And you'll never guess what I bought to clean the stainless steel what? because they're they're. I mean, stuff does stick to it. Yes, of mm-hmm. course. And, but I bought your friend and mine. Mr. and Mrs. Barkeeper. Ah, yes. (laughs) Barkeeper's friend. Yeah. Right? And they have one specifically for cleaning stainless steel pans. I think you even had some that time when Travis bought you Mm -hmm. everything that Barkeeper's friend made. Yes. So, yeah, it it was a big change. And my first night with stainless steel was very good. Success. So, very excited about that. That's, that's, I mean, that's a huge change. When it comes to cooking meat, Mm. you get that nice sear on there uh, that you you can't get with the, with this, with the uh, no stick. I mean, non stick, the technology is great I, I can appreciate a non-stick but it's just like mm, no big changes so yeah wow crazy where my life is going right now Howie's like 
I mean, you've got a baby, another baby coming, building a house, you know, busy new jobs. I mean, but I mean, that's all fine and everything. But I switched <laughs> to, to stainless steel. steel. Well, the listeners are always here for your food and kitchen takes. So they want they want to know what else what, are they here for? What is Sean cooking? How is Sean cooking? Yeah. What can we learn from his cooking genius? And, and you know what I made last night? And if people haven't made this, they need to make it. It's the Big Mac salad. Yes. This is something that Jaquel actually introduced me to years ago. You remember when you were cooking at the house? Yes. Uh, it, so originally, I need to clarify oh. for our listeners. Oh, there's so some clarifications coming here, folks. the recipe is called, so so the original recipe that I use is called Trim Mac Salad. No. And it was a no. Trim Healthy Mama recipe no. Uh, no. that mom and dad just adapted to make it not, not as healthy. Listen, you don't even need a recipe. You just take all the things from a Big Mac yeah. except the bun and put them in a salad. Yeah. That's it. It's pretty delicious. It's just like you just cook ground beef. I mean, you put some seasoning in it, of course. Like, of course. Who cooks without seasoning? Hello, McFly, are you out there? You don't cook without seasoning. <laughs> I don't get that reference. So you put some, it's Back to the Future. Okay. You haven't seen Back to the Future? Uh, a very long time ago and only once Whatever. and I really don't remember anything about anyway, it. Anyway, anyway, you know, you put some garlic powder, some onion powder, some yeah, salt pepper. Yeah, because there are certain that seasonings beef. that make it taste more yeah. like hamburger patty. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, Put the yeah. seasonings in, yeah, yeah, the lettuce, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cheese. Oh, man. Speaking of which, remember, I was I was not feeling well last week. I had a few <laughs> days of, of stomach issues and, uh, and, and we had taken ground beef out because I was feeling fine we, yeah. and then I was not feeling well. And, and so there's this ground beef and it had to be cooked and so i said to mom well i guess i'll make you hamburgers i yeah. didn't need any hamburgers yeah. i i ate, i think i ate bone broth that Look night at this selfless <laughs> chef here he's eating bone broth and, and cooking made, hamburgers made, one. well see there's things that mom can make but she doesn't make hamburgers no, she right doesn't. like that yeah, that's that's that. uh, you know she i mean I, I do all the cooking but if it was something that she could make well like we had beef and broccoli last week of course she makes that just that's to clarify thing. mom could make hamburgers oh, she, well she could but i don't know it's just not her jam like, anyway she doesn't she so doesn't i made the hamburgers, hamburgers and i was like oh my goodness those hamburgers look so good yeah. but i didn't but then sunday i was feeling better mm. and there was two patties left oh, and nice. i made the hamburger of all hamburgers oh what did you do well i had the two patties and, and listen another tip i got another pro tip for people seeing as we're we on ground beef here if you want to take a a leftover hamburger and you want to reheat it the way you reheat it is you put just a little pat of butter on top of it and then put it in the microwave. Oh, huh. And then like a lot of that butter just just drips off of it. So it's not like you're eating a butter-infused burger, but it just keeps the burger moist because that's mm. the one problem with uh, a leftover yeah, burger. Yeah, dries out. Dries out. No, you just you just got to put the smallest little pat of butter on the top. Mm. Pro tip. So I, I, I heat up the burgers. I put... Um, I put bacon because I had leftover bacon. Of course. And the cheese, Havarti. Mom got uh, Havarti mm. cheese. Oh, man, that burger was good. And then uh, I don't know what else I put on it, but it Sounds was amazing. Good. Yeah, pickles. Oh, dill pickles. pickles. Garlic dill pickles. Oh, oh nice. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, man, my, my life is, is on fire lately. <laughs> I mean, uh, stainless steel, hamburgers, Big Mac salads. I there mean, we go. I don't even know what to tell you. There we go. I mean, it's a food-filled it, life. We could almost just wrap it up right now, but. I guess but we probably have a topic du jour. We we do, well, and we uh, truly it. more important things to talk about. There's not a, too true. much of a transition here it's from true. hamburgers, no. but this past Sunday right. was the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, mm -hmm. which is is just a day that is set aside uh, by many many Christians observe it. Some people don't, um, but to pray yeah. for the persecuted church, and often uh, churches will do 
you know, a, a presentation and talk about different countries experiencing persecution, just stuff like this. And it, the, the purpose of it is to remind us uh, of what is going on and how important it is to be praying for our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted. And so we thought it it would be helpful to have a conversation on on the persecuted church. We have talked about yeah. the persecuted church before, um, but this is going to be more of a casual conversation where we can just chat about about praying for the persecuted church, about you know how we should be thinking about the persecuted church, um, and you know what it what it means for Christians in the West who are are not as persecuted. Uh, all of those kind of things. Yeah. Now, how, how many did you happen to look? How many episodes we've done on persecuted church? Have we only done one? I did not look. Mm, uh, yeah, there's been yeah. A, at l- at least one. Maybe we've done two. Yeah. All, any that we've done, I will just link in the show notes. Yeah. All right. Well, I was actually thinking about the persecuted church because, as you may remember, um, a few weeks ago in the sermon, I used illustrations of three Christians who faced severe persecution. And one of them was Richard Wormbrand. Oh, right. Um, who wrote a, a, an excellent book called Tortured for Christ uh, about the persecution that he endured in Romania. And uh, it's because of him that the ministry started called... Come open on. doors? Uh, no, it's not open doors. It's the other one. The Voice of the Martyrs. The Voice of the Martyrs. There yes, of course. It, it, the, 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 he, he is the one. And then I guess it, the, I would give the web address, but they're two different. There's there's a Voice of the Martyrs Canada and Voice of the Martyrs um, America. But uh, my point is that, it, you know, the reason that we are more focused on the persecuted church is because of the way the Lord has worked in Richard Wormbrand's, Wormbrand's life. Mm. And, and I'm very grateful for those websites. So that's the first thing I'm going to say is that if you want to know more about the persecuted church and how you can be involved in helping the persecuted church, there's excellent, excellent resources. Two of them we've mentioned uh, the two of them that I rely on most are Voice of the Martyrs and um, and Open Doors, and 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 I think both of those ministries have uh, have uh, ministry headquarters in many different countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've I've went to several different open doors websites from different places for uh, when I've been to putting together presentations. So mm-hmm. you know it, it really I mean the scriptures do call on us to remember the persecuted church, and so you know to remember. Do you need to know specifics? Well, you may not need to know specifics, but it is incredibly helpful. Definitely. Uh, so well, I, well, I mean, we point our the people at our church to those websites on a regular basis, on a, literally on a weekly basis. So, well, this is a really important place to start, I think, because I think one of the reasons that this International Day of Prayer was even instituted yeah. is because we forget the persecuted right. church. Yeah. Um, I, I told you, I looked up this morning. So right now, this is according to, to Open Doors, I believe. Yeah. There are 260 million Christians around the world who are experiencing high to extreme forms of oh, persecution. Oh, that's high to extreme. I thought yes. that was just... Okay. Which which is crazy right. when you think about how much of that we hear about. Yeah, okay? I know. When you think about what the media covers, yes. uh, when you think about even like specific individuals, yeah. you think of, of how many of our brothers and sisters who are going through just, you know, their, their lives being lost, their businesses being destroyed, like countless forms of persecution that we yeah. never hear about and we will never hear about. No, no. That, it, it's, it's insane to think of what we in North America think is important. Mm. You know, or if you think of what the media portrays about what's going on in the world, what we hear about what's going on in the world, it's it's insane to think that like, you know, a, 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 whole, a whole church can be bombed or a group of Christians can be murdered on the beach mm. somewhere and it's like, eh, that's no, that's no news. Well, 
Well, and there are occasionally these these flares, right? We'll hear about this one believer who mm-hmm. is going through a, mm-hmm. an extreme situation or his family is going through an extreme situation. Yeah. And everybody, you know, it's it's all over social media for a day, yeah. right? Like one day and then we just we forget again. Yeah. So so why so so besides the obvious which is that I mean we don't experience that much persecution so we don't think about those who are being persecuted. I mean that I think that's kind of, I mean I hate to say it but I think that's the obvious reason but what other reasons do you think it is that we don't that we do forget the persecuted church? Well, one I was kind of reflecting on this morning which is just an indictment against us against me is we do not uh consider the power of prayer as much as we ought. Oh, so so you think it's connected to the fact that we're not praying as we ought to be praying? Yes, okay. absolutely. I, I know for myself, I do not pray for the persecuted church as much as I ought. I don't pray for anything as much as I ought. Yeah. Um, no. But, but like, a part of me is like, well, there's, you know, there's 260 million yeah. Christians, even though I would not articulate it like this because this is very bad and wrong thinking, but it's like, what what is my prayer going to do like I don't even know specific people and so because of that I'm not and a part of it is because I haven't like informed myself enough I'm not praying for specific countries I'm not you know using some of the like taking advantage of some of those resources and so like my my prayers are not like I'm not thinking about the command (laughs) to 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 pray and also not um just like believing that God works through your prayers yeah, yeah, that that's that's definitely. I think that's one one significant reason. I think another reason is that we have too high a view of ourselves, and and we think to ourselves, oh, you know, well, I'll, I'll remember, I'll remember, and I'll, I'll think about them. And it's like, no, man, we are forgetful people. Mm. Do you do you do you ever wonder why Scripture repeats things so many times? It's because we're very forgetful, and so I think it's that we just don't take the time to remind ourselves. Which I want to take another opportunity to plug my favorite app in the entire world, and that's Permate, yeah. because like the one one of the reasons that I remember to pray for the persecuted church is because I I, I remind myself yeah. to pray for the persecuted church. Uh, I, I don't have that high a view of myself that I think I'm going to remember the things that are important. So mm. I use things that help me remember. And and it's the same with, you know, when we send out weekly emails. And, and I'm not sure if we have it going right now. We do different things with the emails uh, uh, from time to time. But but there have been times where each week when we send out a, uh, a weekly prayer email to the church, we put it in there to remind people because otherwise we don't remember. And so I think I think one of the reasons is that we just have too high a view of ourselves and we don't think to remind ourselves of it. So, you yeah. know, like like put a note on your fridge that just says, uh, pray for the persecuted church or, or, you know, you can just put IDOP, International Day of Prayer. Mm. And, and that stands for, you know, the, the Day of Prayer for the Persecution. They'll just remind you to pray. So I, I think that's another reason. Yeah, I think we're also just a... How do I put this? Like we are... A fickle people. Well, I was going to say more. We're like a local people okay so we are most concerned and we're most thinking about the immediate people around us the immediate concerns we see the immediate needs in front of us that's true but but given the the day and time that we live with access to the entire world through the internet why like it it shouldn't be if if this was 50 years ago Mm -hmm. i'd be like yeah because unless you have a newspaper subscription you you don't know know. what's going on in the world so like Mm. that's another like scathing indictment on us why is that that we're so inward focused and so like just what what, just what's in front of us yeah why is that i mean a a part of it, I think there there is a little, like there's an element of it that is natural to us where it's like we care more about the people 
that we see all the time, then people were not praying for my name. Like we're not, we, we, we don't have specific individuals. I'm not saying no, this some, is. Some of that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't think that's crazy necessarily. But, but I mean, as far as like the bigger, the bigger reason, it probably just goes back to that we are, we are a self-focused people. Do you, do you think it, it, it could also have something to do with the fact that because we face relatively little persecution, and I will say that I think it's, it, it, it is coming around. Like, I think given the way the world is going right now, I, I think that Christians are facing more persecution. Mm-hmm. I, I think primarily Christians are being persecuted because they're holding to their conscience yeah. on, on, on issues of liberty, which again, I've mentioned this before and I, you know, whatever your opinion on it all is, that's fine. I've even mentioned this in, in my own church from the pulpit, whatever your opinion on, on vaccines and, and mask wearing and all that thing, you know, that's fine. But these are issues of conscience. Mm-hmm. They're issues of, of liberty that you have the freedom to have one opinion or another on. And, and it seems that many Christians are being, uh, are, are being slandered and spoken uh, poorly of, losing their jobs Mm -hmm. because they hold to a different view than somebody else. Uh, So I do think that there is more persecution coming this way in North America and is even here right now. Um, But I think one of the problems is that we have just forgotten that what you know what jesus says in john 15 that we should expect to be persecuted Mm. if you i mean this is not john 15 but it's in one of the epistles where it says you know if you live want to live a godly life you will be persecuted it's john 15 where jesus says you know if they persecuted me they're going to persecute you and 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 for us in in uh, north america in a relatively affluent society it's like we just forget that that this should be what christians expect and, and and if we and if we think more along those lines that if I live a faithful life as a Christian I'm going to be persecuted then we'll be more mindful of the fact that Christians all over the world are being persecuted for sure well God. isn't it true with so many hard things in life that it's not even on your mind it's not even on your radar mm-hmm. until you go through it mm. and then when you go through it suddenly yeah. it's the cause that you're thinking about all the time and you're thinking about the other people who have gone through it and you suddenly have all this newfound sympathy for them because you've gone through it and I do think there there might be an element of that playing into it where we we don't experience that on a daily basis and so we're not thinking about it all the time and we yeah we it, it's happening to other people far away again not that it's like oh we're just callous but it that's another reason we forget because we don't see it happening in front of us every day. Okay. Um, maybe I just realized something just, uh, you know, as you said, this is a casual conversation, so we have no outline whatsoever. We've talked nothing about what we were even going to talk about, except that it was going to be the persecuted church. Um, uh, so here's something. Maybe we've uh, gotten ahead of ourselves here. Um why don't you tell me what your definition of persecution is? Because this is something that has come up lately. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most recently, uh, I can't remember exactly when it was, but there was a pastor in uh, in Alberta. His name was, was his name is James Coates, and uh, he was imprisoned because he, he was in prison for over thirty days because he uh, he refused to shut his church down during COVID, and 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 all of a sudden this big debate came up because a bunch of Christians are going, man, this is persecution. Somebody is in jail because of their faith. A bunch of other Christians are going that's not persecution he should have shut his church down so uh, and and i'm not i'm not wanting to get into a debate about that situation but it has raised this issue because all of a sudden we have to stop and go okay now hold on a second what is persecution so jaquel how would you define persecution i mean i would define it as some kind of mistreatment or suffering for your faith Okay. So, so sickness is not persecution. Sickness is a part, is suffering that comes from dealing in this fallen world. Sure. Um, but you know, being stabbed because you're a Christian, because somebody hates you for your faith or 
I I would I would argue that James Coates did experience persecution. How, how can it not be Jaquel? Um, like, that, like, like even if you disagree with exactly. that action, like no I, 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 no Christian I think should should be saying, oh, it was good that he it was fair and just that he or got was put it, in or prison. wasn't persecution. Like, like, yeah. Again, even if you disagreed with him, he was facing suffering because he was living in accordance with his conscience according to what he believed Scripture said. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, like, I, I definitely agree with his stance. Yeah. Most definitely. I support him. And I definitely think that was persecution. But it, Jaquel's, I think, I, I I wouldn't change anything about your, your definition. Yeah. Some mistreatment or suffering as a result of living a, a faithful life to the Lord Jesus. And and this is where there is a, there's a big scale here. Like, there, this is a... <laughs> You know, persecution well, can be can be all kinds let, of things. Let, let's talk. Uh, let's talk from the bottom to the top. Right? Yeah. So, 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 the, so the the lowest form of persecution would be um, maybe discrimination, some sort or, of dis- or slandering. Yeah. You know, not nice things said about somebody, right? Yeah. And I bet you lots of people who are listening have experienced that. Yeah, because right? this is something like saying. If you live a godly life, you should expect persecution. I do think a lot of us in the West thinking about these persecuted believers. Somewhere right. else, are like, oh, well, then I don't experience persecution at all. Mm-hmm. No, there are small forms you you of persecution that we do experience here, like discrimination, like yeah. slander, or somebody just making fun of you yeah. because you're a Christian, right? So, so that, that that's low level, but it is still a form of persecution. You are still enduring some kind of mistreatment or or For suffering because of your faith. Mm. Then, of course, um, the next one I think I would say would be. Some loss of some kind. That's what I was thinking, like so a lost job, lost job, or or, or lost uh, lost income, lost possessions. Uh, you know, all, all kinds of some somebody somebody. Oh, okay, no, maybe this is the next level. I was gonna say um, destruction to your property. Maybe that would be the next level because that yeah. wouldn't just be lost. That would be uh, that that would be uh, a, 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 a in, in, intended harm, maybe or something mm-hmm. like that. So, so you know, you've got you've got words, and then you've got um, loss of some kind. Then you've got intent to inflict some kind of pain, and then you've got, of course, situations where, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of goes like there's a level of kind of like emotional, mental harm yeah. that goes into harm that impacts you physically. Yeah. That goes into physical harm to you or your family or those you love. Yeah, yeah. I I guess for me, when when I think of persecution, it, it seems like there's kind of three kinds of persecution. There's words, there's harm, and then there's loss of something, which is either you know like loss of job or loss of freedom, which would be imprisonment mm-hmm. or something. And then there's all kinds of different levels in the, mm-hmm. that area. And then of course there's the ultimate, which would be death. Yeah, which, which is happening. I mean, <laughs> like we had a family visit our church a while ago from uh, Nigeria, and and he was telling me about the the kind of stuff that that is going on in Nigeria. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah. So, so, okay. So that, that that's good. So, and, and then, you know, like we said, there's, there's those different categories and, and there's, you know, from the very lowest, to the very highest, but you know, wherever you are in that spectrum, I think we should expect something, some yes. kind of, of, of persecution. Well, Jesus says we should. So. Absolutely. And I, I do think we need to have in the West, especially kind of like a, a, not a, a balance, but the right view of persecution where we can say right. we, do, we do not experience extreme or high forms of persecution right. here. But at the same time, recognize that because we live a godly life, we do experience some forms of persecution. Um, but still, I, I do think the persecution of our brothers and sisters in 
these intense situations should give us perspective yeah, <laughs> about yeah. what we experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, something else I thought of as well, just as we're chatting here, um, is that uh, sometimes I think people pursue persecution and that is wrong. Yeah, I mean the whole thing, the, the martyr complex. Right, right. We are to pursue faithfulness mm. um, and expect persecution. We are not to pursue persecution. And I think a lot of times persecution comes because people are pursuing persecution or they may be taking a faithful stance, but they're not taking it in a godly way. And but they kind is of that bring persecution that then if it is mistreatment not because of their faith, but because of their bad well, well, what, what if they're, what if they're taking a step of faithfulness yeah okay uh, I, I don't okay. know it, it, anyway the, my point in all of this is to say do not pursue persecution be, because i mean like i think people can be tempted to do that yes the scripture says i should be persecuted i better be more more abrasive yeah blessed and, are the and, persecuted and, right i need to be more abrasive online and i need to be more you know angry about my faith and stuff which sounds ridiculous but i think people really do think that way and i mean i mentioned james Coates, but i have seen other pastors uh, in their stance that i think they've been pursuing the persecution and and i think that's an issue like the thing uh, going back to james Coates, and i don't know if we've ever addressed him on the pod. I don't think so. But going back to him, what I loved about him is when that whole debate erupted, was he facing persecution or not? You know what he said? I couldn't give a rip whether it's persecution or not. He says, I don't even, I'm not even interested in defining whether it's persecution or not. He says, I'm just trying to be faithful. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, look, like let's not, you know, let's not get caught up on, on, on trying to be persecuted. Let's be caught up in faithfulness to the Lord. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Well, we've talked to this before, talked about this before, where sometimes Christians get this idea that asceticism is the ideal, like that that is more godly. And so it's like, I should want to deny myself of, things that God has given us to enjoy because somehow suffering is always more godly and I should right. just like want to suffer. It's like, no, that's not actually right. the perspective we see in scripture. We know that suffering will come and we're called to endure it with faithfulness, but certainly not to deny the good gifts that yeah. God provides us to enjoy. And to understand that in certain places at certain times throughout history, um, we can live godly and quiet and peaceful lives. The scripture mm. even commends that. Yeah. And and so if, if God is so pleased to permit uh, us, now it doesn't seem right now, but but if God is so pleased to permit us to live in a time of relative peace and and comfort and, and, and freedom to be a, a Christian and live faithfully to the Lord, I don't think we should try to stop that. Mm-hmm. I think we should, you know, as you said, uh, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but just be grateful to God for his good gifts mm. and, and enjoy that. So... Anyway, I think we, we're probably getting pretty uh, along here. We're, we're, uh, we're moving along. Do you have anything else to say? No, I would just reiterate again, yeah, looking up those start. resources. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know more, because again, you might be wondering, well, you know, what, what do I pray for the persecuted church? Yeah. Where can I find out more information? Yeah. Uh, look up those resources. I'll, I'll have them linked below because I just want to remind you, like, this is our family. Yeah. Right? Like, these are our brothers and yeah. sisters. If you're like... <laughs> blood brother or sister or mother or father was going through something like this Mm -hmm. you would be on your knees Mm -hmm. like every hour of every day Mm -hmm. um so just remember like these are not just random people yeah random people that you will never meet because these are also the spiritual giants of heaven that Mm -hmm. we will look up to in in the new heavens and the new earth the, the people that will be you know wearing the the crowns so yeah just remember that this is your family 
That, that I, I couldn't think of a better point of application to finish on. I, I think that's just golden because because it speaks to so many things that we talked about. And, and, and primarily, I think that it will be one of the greatest motivators to keep us remembering the persecuted mm. church and praying for the persecuted church. It, you know, because like you said, there, there's just these 260 million people. And how am I supposed to, you know, wrap my head around praying for them? Like you just said, they're your family. Yeah. How can you not pray for them? So, uh, so yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, so so remember the persecuted church pray for the persecuted church and don't be surprised when you live a faithful life and you are persecuted to some degree so hope this has been helpful uh where can people find us if they uh so choose yep they can find us online (laughs) on our website so often i'm like i'm like if they have something to share well i mean i guess even if you have something to share but uh anyway well maybe if they want to look up some of the resources we mentioned they can go to our website ageofminority.com and go to this episode page and all of that will be listed they can also find us on facebook twitter instagram and if they do have something to share something to say about us Uh, something uh, nice maybe yeah i mean that would be great they can head over to apple itunes and leave us an honest five-star rating and review yeah right until next week this has been age of minority